Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Follow the Prophet is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. So I imagine everyone out there has at least filled out one job application, if not thousands. And you're probably wondering, why haven't they gotten back to me? Did I put down enough skills? Was my cover letter too short? What on earth did I do wrong to deserve this? This is daunting. The game of applying for a job is really hard. And the rules of the game change constantly. How do you succeed? How do you get that job? And even importantly, if you're looking to hire, if you're on the flip side of that coin, that's really hard too. So we're going to talk to one career expert and a friend of mine who's going to break this all down and help you better understand how to get a job, succeed, and put this era behind you. And if you're an employer, how to find the right people. I'm David Grosso, and you're listening to Follow the Profit. As always, we have one promise for you. We're not here to be a motivational get-rich-quick show. 
We're here to deconstruct what's going on around you, you know, in important buckets like the economy, politics, and finance, so that you can use your money to help you follow the profit. Looking for a job is a pain in the derriere, to put it nicely. First, there are job sites. Second, you can ask your friends. And there's the writing and the assembly of the resume and cover letter and how do you talk to people? How do you present your portfolio? How do you get references? And then let's talk about the psychology. Once you submit, there's radio silence and you have this psychological thing going on. The overwhelming anticipation of maybe, possibly, hopefully, well, maybe even just send me a rejection letter at this point. And then let's say you don't get a rejection letter. You get an interview. Oh my God, what do you do then? It's all very exhausting, but let's face it. It's part of the game that you have to play if you want to work somewhere. Well, here today on Follow the Profit, we're going to try to make this easier. And we're going to try to help you think about this whole process and strategize accordingly. And this isn't typically a very pleasant conversation. That's why I brought someone in who I believe does a really, really good job of making it as pleasant as possible. I think she's a job posting whisperer. She works for a brand that you'll definitely recognize. My guest is Vicky Salemi. She's a career expert and spokesperson for Monster. Hi, Vicky. Hi, David. Thank you so much for having me and congrats on your podcast. Well, thank you. So Vicky, tell me a little bit more about you. So you were a recruiter and now you're a spokesperson for Monster. So you've kind of seen both sides of the divide. What are stories from your life that can provide us insight on this area? I left recruiting because I felt like I couldn't be an advocate for job seekers. I saw the challenges that recruiters face. And right now, you know, 41% of recruiters say assessing candidates during the interview, identifying quality candidates quickly, 40%. So I saw those challenges and I felt badly. I couldn't reject everyone individually when I had hundreds of candidates. And I couldn't give people constructive feedback if they didn't do well. Let's say they did well in the first round of the interview, but then the second round, they didn't do well. Or I've just seen candidates react too quickly to accept. Yes, they're excited about the opportunity. This is the company that they've been wanting to work for. And yes, they got an offer. They should always pause when negotiating. First, express gratitude. And then second, pause and say, can I get back to you? tomorrow. And then just ask a question. Do you have, is there more money? I helped a career coaching client last week within one day, he negotiated $50,000 increase just because he was able to ask the question. So I think the number one thing with negotiating is people just don't ask and they may feel overwhelmed. Like I don't know how to negotiate. So just drill it down to a simple question. Was there more money? And no, you're not being greedy because yes, they expect you to negotiate. And if you don't negotiate, they may feel like, okay, that was almost too easy. Like there's, there's money sitting here, but always ask the question because if you start a job and you didn't negotiate and then, then every year that's compounded less money that you're going to be taking home. So that's when Monster and I collaborated it and I love working with them. And as their career expert, I feel like I'm in a position to help people and also help employers in terms of knowing what their challenges are too and how to you know bridge that gap because we're we're on the same team at the end of the day so i just love like being interviewed like right now it's really fun and i feel like i'm giving back to society and a lot of times i shouldn't say a lot but job seekers will often say they feel anxiety and 
especially now if they're unemployed, you know, depression, a lot of mental health around looking for a job and they feel overwhelmed. And I feel like it doesn't have to be that way. This is your next job. This is your next paycheck, your next work family. This is a new, exciting opportunity. There are ways to think about it in a really positive way. Even during dire times, people are getting hired and companies are hiring. That's a really important lesson. Okay, uh, funny interview stories. I want one. <laughs> Someone okay, you blew want it one. up. <laughs> okay, here we go. I, you know, it's funny the stories that stick out in your mind. I remember years ago, it wasn't my candidate, but it was my boss's candidate. And the candidate had was chewing gum and spit out the gum projectile motion into the garbage as the interview started. <laughs> That's the one thing. And it was like a senior level candidate. And it's unfortunate that I looked at the resume and it seemed great. My boss said after the interview, he's like, that's the one thing I remember is the projectile gum throat. or, you know, candidates will be I'm like, oh my gosh. And I don't remember if he got the job, but I do remember after that interview, we're like, oh my gosh, things you should not do on an interview. How about any funny resume mistakes on your resume? I have not personally, but that's why it's so important for spell check. Review your resume. It takes two minutes. Just look at it to make sure there aren't any autocorrects in there that should not be in there and really just look at it very closely. But the same applies to thank you emails. I never got any wacky thank you emails, but I do remember some typos. And so typos do stand out. So you always want to make sure whatever you're emailing or whatever you're sending is always accurate. Tell us about those thank you emails. So if you do have a resume, you always send thank yous? After an interview. Yes, you always okay. should. Even after an informational interview, if it's not necessarily a job interview, you always want to appreciate the person's time and reference something you talked about. And then you can always follow up from there. And you may not get a response, but that's okay. You're doing it just to acknowledge their time and consideration. Okay. So what would you do, Vicki, if you were unemployed right now? How would you market yourself? I would start looking for a part-time job immediately or something to get, keep my skills sharp, get out of the house or do something, even if it's remote, just have money coming in the door. Next, revise my resume in terms of marketing myself, looking at where are the hot jobs in demand right now and how can I get them by transferring my skill set. So for me, I would say, you know, communication skills, customer service, ability to interact with all levels of management and all different types of people. So your executive summary, your cover letter, and then I would hit the phones and I would email people in my network. I mean, yesterday I connected with my former boss from 12 years ago, but it was great just reconnecting for no other purpose than chatting. So, you know, reconnect with your network and it's a good time to network, set up job alerts. I would apply as soon as I saw jobs immediately, don't overthink it and stay positive. You've got this, like have a positive outlook, surround yourself with positive people. Okay. And now if you were an entrepreneur, Vicky, and a venture capital fund just, you know, decided to invest in you because you're fabulous, right? And they give you $10 million and you had to grow your company. What would you do to hire people? Hmm. I would first look internally who would be the right fit. And I would create an ideal candidate by outlining a job description in terms of not only the role, but also the specific skill set. And what is the culture? What is the transparency? And then from there, I would post the job on Monster and I would start getting resumes and just think about who is the ideal hire 
for this company and the role? What is their background? Are they right out of school? Are they senior level executive to, let's say, spearhead global recruiting when we build the company to that point where it's global? But also, how am I emulating that as a leader? So this way, I could see if there's the right fit during the video interviews. If I'm looking at resumes, you know, what am I specifically looking for? What do I want to see them quantify? You know, what questions am I going to ask? And I would definitely always ask those behavioral-based interview questions, like name a time when X, Y, Z, or, you know, during the pandemic, you know, I noticed that there's a gap on your resume. You know, what have you been doing with your time? And I should say what we found at the Future of Work survey, David, is companies don't see the same red flags that they did in the past. So if you have a gap on your resume, or if you are a job hopper or have been a job hopper, it's not that as big of a deal as it once was. So don't overthink it. Just have a narrative to talk about pivoting into your next role. So if they ask about a gap on your resume, talk about, okay, well, I was in the travel industry during the pandemic. I got furloughed. That's why I'm interested in this job because my skills of XYZ of customer service seem great in this healthcare facility for elderly people because I have customer service skills that transfer. So you want to always focus on the positive. How do we know whether we're dealing with toxic people or not, Vicki, from both angles, right? Whether we're going to hire a toxic person or a toxic person is going to hire us. Are there certain things that we should look for? Yes. The key is what can you identify up front? If you're the job seeker during an interview, see if the hiring manager pays attention to you. And in the past, if you had a job interview in an office, they would perhaps be distracted by their phone or sending emails during the interview or asking you inappropriate questions or talking down to their colleagues or talking behind their colleagues back to you as a job seeker. Those are red flags. But now during a video job interview, you know, you can ask them like where about the company culture and ask them why they enjoy working there. And you may not necessarily be able to pick up on certain toxicity, like if they're a micromanager or if they will throw you under the bus, ask about turnover. Why is this position available? How long has it been open? Is the group expanding? You know, you may be able to get insight from a variety of people to tell you, oh, well, this person got promoted, which is a good sign versus we had to lay off, but now we're rehiring, which is not necessarily a bad sign. And on the other side, if you're a hiring manager, I would dive into behavioral-based interview questions as much as you can, but I'll give you an example um, because past behavior, many cases, be able to help forecast future behavior. I had one candidate in particular who was really rude to the receptionist. And I remember telling the hiring manager at the time, she's just not a nice person. She's nice to you because you're interviewing her. But the candidate's behavior is observed from the minute the recruiter has the first conversation with them through the entire process, which includes sitting in the waiting room. And I remember I told the hiring manager, I wouldn't hire her if I were you. I think she's going to be, I think behavior might be an issue. And sure enough, within three months, she was hired and we had to let her go because there were behavioral issues among the team. So if you see your hiring manager and you see certain things that you're thinking, nah, not that big of a deal, it probably is going to be a big deal, especially let's say during a video job interview, you won't have these external cues, but you're assessing if they're the right fit. So if they start bad-mouthing their current boss or their former situation, or if there's something that just seems off about a story that they're telling, dive deeper into asking more questions and assess from there. We're gonna take a quick break here. Be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. 
Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So, it's a tough environment out there, Vicky. You lost your job. What do you suggest? Here's the first thing you should do. Take a step back and look at your resume and your skills and assess what your strengths are and where you excel. But Vicky, a lot of times we're very poor marketers of ourselves. And it's really hard to capture like the spirit of who you are in a resume. So how do you do that? And there's so many different resume styles, templates of what a resume should look like. Do you have any thoughts on that front? This is where a lot of people get stumped as well as the cover letter. On Monster, we have a variety of templates. So you shouldn't feel like you have to recreate the wheel. There are templates that exist that you can emulate. One thing that you can do is create an executive summary at the top of your resume. Look at your most recent job. What needs to be tweaked on your resume and how can you quantify it? Look at all the accolades, all the accomplishments, all the strides that you made in that job. 
quantify as much as possible. So I'm a former corporate recruiter and I always looked at things that popped out on the resume, like you managed a budget, great. What was the amount? You managed a team, how many people were on the team? That's really interesting. So even if you don't think the statistics are notable, sometimes that's what jumps out in a stack of resumes, huh? that you specifically say, for instance, I was a journalist and I worked for a brand that had 3 million hits a month and I was responsible for 500,000 of those hits. That would be something that would stand out to you. Yes. And I produced three stories a day and four segments a week. Something else that also stands out are key words. Number one, try to emulate what's in the job description in terms of the keywords for that role. So it's in your resume as well. So the system will pick it up as well as recruiters that are reviewing your resume. But two, you can do a variation of the words. So this way, when you apply, you're applying not only to that job, but then your resume becomes part of the company's database. So any recruiter in that company with access to the database could look up keywords and find your resume for jobs that you did not even apply to. So computer algorithms kind of filter through job applications. So does this keyword exercise help applicants succeed better in a digital world? Yes, because the algorithms will pick up those keywords. And with other recruiters, they may be able to, they'll be able to search for your resume by keywords. So depending on how they, what, which words they use, you can make your resume more easily found by those recruiters, by using keywords and varying it. Okay. So we did resume cover letter. Do you have any insight into that? Because those are sometimes really in many ways, harder than a resume, right? Like, what are you trying to say? Hello, I need money. Give me a job. Love always, David Grasso, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, hire me, please. <laughs> Looking for work. Um, your cover letter should be viewed as a written version of an elevator pitch. You know, in your elevator pitch, you have 30 seconds to brand yourself if you meet someone or you're talking on the phone with someone in terms of, here's who I am, here are my strengths, here's what I excel at, here's what I do really well, and this is what I'm interested in. So your cover letter, number one, expresses interest in the job. So always reference the job by the job title as well as the code. There's usually a code written in the job description. Like if you were a recruiter, it would probably be your initials like DG 2021. And you're doing this in case your cover letter gets emailed to hiring managers and gets separated from your resume or people don't know which job you're applying to. They'll know specifically through that job title and the code. Your cover letter needs to be succinct. So the first sentence is like, hello, I'm interested in applying to this job. Here's a job title and the requisition number. Next paragraph, you know, what really in intrigued me about this is that you're looking for someone with a skill set of, you know, sales drift driven entrepreneurial mindset. And in my most recent role, I won salesperson of the year for the second year in a row. And I brought in $1 million of new sales business or, you know, get quantifiable, highlight two or three accomplishments and or skills and experiences that will help stand you apart from your competition and really get them interested. And then what you could do is copy and paste most of your executive summary into the cover letter. So again, we're talking about efficiency. Let's streamline the process to get you hired faster. So your cover letter, second paragraph is highlighting those things. And then the third paragraph, you know, looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for your consideration. Sincerely. And then your name. 
Wow. That's actually really good advice. I wish I had had that the last time I wrote my cover letter. I'm unfortunately one of those people, Vicky, that's been at the same job for five years. So I forgot how this all works. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably in the same boat with a lot of people listening. So I'm glad you're asking these questions. Tell me about references. Super awkward, right? Because there's two types of references. There's people that used to work with you and then just kind of randos that they ask for. Can you tell me a little bit about <laughs> that? Yes. So your references are basically your former bosses, but it could also be former colleagues, former clients. So you can think out of the box. So let's say if you worked for a toxic boss and that's the reason why you left your last job, you most likely will not want to put down your toxic boss as a reference. The whole point of a reference is to have someone vouch for your abilities to work, but also the soft skills that are coveted by employers like integrity ethics and just being a really great communicator and team player. So to navigate those waters with the toxic boss, think of those in that role, who you worked with among and for. So maybe it was an internal client. Maybe let's say if you were a journalist and your boss was an editor and your boss was toxic, but you're, you work closely with a sales team. So think about in each role, who would be your best ambassador? And what you should do is also prep them. Number one, would you be my reference? I would be honored. And number two, if they reach out to you, here are the talking points. Create a tip sheet for them. And you can email them two or three bullets of skills and experiences you'd like them to specifically emphasize if they do get called. Wow, this is all really good advice. So let's move on to the next thing. A lot of times, you know, online portals, of course, do help, but sometimes you get jobs from word of mouth. How do you navigate that? You may find that through networking, you will find out about hidden job opportunities. They haven't posted yet, but through conversations, you may discover that jobs are becoming available. I just coached um, a client last week who's in college and she's like, I don't know how to network. And I said, you probably do. You just, you're just not calling it networking. Do you have friends? Do you have, you know, roommates, their parents, your parents? We know, for instance, at Monster, we're seeing a surge in opportunities in logistics, healthcare, warehousing, technology. So if you were laid off, you know, you may want to pivot and mention earlier your transferable skills. Look at those job descriptions. And oftentimes we're seeing customer service skills are often very much in demand. So if you were in hospitality, really focus on how you can market your transferable skills of customer service from a different industry to pivot into a new industry. So on your cover letter and the executive summary of your resume, focus on those transferable skills. And that's what we're also finding in the future of work report. The majority of employers are saying the challenge for job seekers right now is we need them to be better at explaining their transferable skills. So they're definitely hireable. They're just not marketing themselves in terms of transferable skill sets. So I want to talk about something else. Why do I apply to a bunch of jobs and they never write back to me? When did that become okay? <laughs> I, I hear your pain. I know I, I know a lot of times job seekers will say, I've applied and no one went into a black hole. It did not go into a black hole. Recruiters are working fast and I don't want to say furiously, but they're working diligently to hire the most qualified candidates really, really quickly. So as much as job seekers may feel disheartened, discouraged by the process, recruiters are feeling pressure to fill the jobs really fast for their hiring managers who are really excited to meet you as a candidate. So continue applying, focus on keywords. Back to your question, when did that become okay? Uh, it's, it's such a challenging um, 
situation. When I could tell you from my experience, when I used to look at the portal and have hundreds of resumes for the same job, I just, just felt so like, oh my gosh, I, I need to go through these resumes very methodically, but very quickly and didn't have necessarily time to get back to everyone because you're focusing more on the candidates that are, let's say in the pipeline um, than aren't or more qualified than aren't. So that's why it's important when you see a job online, let's say job alerts land in your inbox and you see something that interests you, don't overthink it, apply the same day. So the faster you apply, I think the better off you will be because you never want to take for granted that job will be there tomorrow. I guess Vicki, I, and I have strong opinions about this and I just remember the brands when I was seeking a job that never wrote me back. And it's a PR problem for them because it reflects now my consumer behavior. And I remember those brands that didn't even bother to send me a rejection email. So when I get people applying to Bold TV, I make sure I send every single person a rejection email because that's what I would have wanted. And that's the right thing to do. And also to that point, you never know Let's say, David, if you're hiring down the road and you reach out to one of those candidates who had a great resume, but maybe they weren't the right fit for the job at the time, they will most likely be very happy to hear from you because they felt that you gave them the courteous, you know, they were courtesy and respectful. And I'm not saying these companies who don't respond aren't. It's sometimes it's just by nature of having an influx of resumes, it can be ch very challenging to do that. I'm not citing one way or the other. I'm just, I hear your pain um, and I see the other side of it too. But yeah, to your point, I think that's a great, a great practice that you do because then in turn, they will think about you and Bull TV favorably. And then also you never know who they know for networking as well down the road um, and what type of connections can be built upon this. So it's not only the job that you're applying to now, or let's say as a hiring manager, you're rejecting them kindly and courteously, but also down the road, you never know. We're gonna take a quick break here. Be right back. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So I guess that begs the question, how long should I wait for a response? Is there a timetable? There is not a specific timetable to say like, yes, within two weeks, you should hear back because it depends on many factors that you're not aware of as a job seeker, such as how far along the companies are into the interviewing process. And most of them are posting jobs to hire right away. So it's not like they're posting and then they're sitting on the job, you know, waiting for more resumes to come in. Most of them are, are, urgently looking to hire right now. So I think what's the most important takeaway here, David, to your question is be interested in the job when you apply, keep it top of mind, but then move on to the next job that you're applying to. So it's really out of your control once you apply. So start, you know, you can do research about the company, start prepping your interview questions. If you're rusty on interviewing skills and maybe conduct a mock interview with a friend or former colleague or your career office at your alma mater find, or career coach, find ways to do other things in addition to job searching so you will be ready when you get that call. So let's talk about interviews, of course. Awkward, super awkward. You can never read what's going on. And let me tell you, Vicki, from a one to 10, I have really, really high social EQ, emotional quotient. And I kind of fall apart in interviews. And I do interviews for a living, right? I'm interviewing you right now. I was interviewed earlier by a nationally syndicated television show. But when it when there's money on the line in my career, a lot of us don't do well. And I think I'm in that group. So how do you navigate that? Well, you're an awesome interviewer. So I... I would beg to differ. I mean, I, I imagine you probably do really well and you don't give yourself enough credit, but I'm just saying. So how do you navigate that for someone who, let's say, is like you, is just outstanding at what they do, but then come to an interview and they may feel um, like it's not their top performance. You do several things. First of all, practice. Start doing more interviews and just realize they're looking to hire you as much as you want the job. So According to our future work survey, there are three top factors employers use to determine if you're the right fit, an in-person interview, resume, and prior work experience. So right now we're in this time where video job interviews are the norm. So even recruiters and hiring managers may feel similar to you on the other side of the screen thinking, okay, this could, we want to you know, see if there's rapport, see if they can work with us. So it goes both ways. So that will hopefully, first of all, help job seekers realize that the interview, it's not just you interviewing them. I mean, not only them interviewing you, you're interviewing them. You want to see if they're the right fit for you culturally. Also, with video interviews, I mean, you won't necessarily have the opportunities to shake their hand. You can definitely do your best to maintain eye contact on the screen, but also think about the humble brag 
and highlight your prior work, current work experience that makes you shine. What is in your executive summary? What's in your cover letter? And be authentic and be relaxed. And with video interviews, I always tell people um, right now, especially, you may go to the area of your home and turn on your ring lamp and get ready like one minute before the interview. But give yourself at least 10 to 15 minutes or more to get into that space and the frame of mind and practice the questions and the answers in your head. So they don't sound canned, but they, they sound authentic, but you have talking points ready. I always tell people to don't forget to look into the camera. Don't stare at your own picture because then you're looking away and people don't remember that with these types and, of platforms. Yes. And that's a top tip. You can even put a post-it note with an arrow towards that lens. So you're not looking at yourself and make sure the height of the camera is good. And so you could test out technology and audio and all these things. So logistically you're ready to hit the ground running. Okay. Now we're going to change hats here, Vicki. I want to hire people. How does that work? What should I do? How do you find quality employees? Number one, we're seeing that if you're looking to hire, you may want to cast a wider net and think outside of a geographic region. So if let's say, you know, the Bold Studios are in Manhattan, maybe right now, if you're doing virtual and you're thinking, okay, well, do we need someone who's eventually based in New York City or can they be based out of their home? So think about location, think about the skill sets and the type of skills that you need and where your talent pool will be. And it may be, you know, first of all, working with the recruiting team internally um, or, and or HR in terms of crafting job descriptions, in terms of what are the top skills that you need? Number two, how are you going to assess those skills during an interview? The interview is of course, after the resume. So how are they going to assess those um, skills during the resume review process in terms of what are you looking for specifically? And if someone doesn't have prior work experience, if they're right out of college, do they have internships? Do they have relevant coursework? And it also comes down to um, connection and communication during the interview itself. Okay, I wanna talk about this. Social media, politics, your online presence, your opinions. Is this hurting job seekers? It can be. So what can help job seekers with social media is present themselves in a three-dimensional light. So you can post industry news. Maybe there's a new recipe you tried out. Try to think, you know, how can I be neutral? So I wouldn't necessarily always post political views or anything that can be controversial or more personal, you can post things that are more generic, like, hey, you know, thinking about my next staycation plan over the summer, any ideas? You know, you can do things in such a way where it's inclusive and not divisive or exclusive. Wow. So we should be careful what we post on social media because employers look at that, don't they? They absolutely look at that. And they're also looking for not only consistency, but also a consistent voice. Does their Instagram match their Twitter, match their LinkedIn profile, and what other stories are here that may not be on their resume. So they're looking for a variety of things like, why should we not hire you? Or why should we hire you? This person seems to have great energy. They seem really vibrant. They would have, they have excellent skills for this job of XYZ. So leverage your social media in such a way that if it is directly related to your job, like if you're a content creator and you're on social media, then create a ton of content 
on your own or post your own content that's been published elsewhere. But if it's not necessarily related to your job and you're more private and you work in, let's say, more conservative field, but maybe something more legal or financial, then make your profiles private. That's always an option as well. Yeah, that's really good advice, actually. So I want to, you know, do you really think things are going to get better this year? I know your survey says that 80 some percent, 82%, I think you said, said that they were hiring this year, but a lot of people need a little hope for 2021. So can you give us a little preview of what's coming up? Yes. Yes. I'm glad you used that word hope because I feel the same way. I, I feel like Monster, we are hopeful it can't rain forever. We do know companies are hiring. We do know that now people are more accustomed to working from home. They're more accustomed to the video job interviews. So if I was unemployed, I would specifically be looking in these areas because we know that there's most likely going to be growth that continues in 2021 because we saw this growth in 2020. Logistics, security, occupational health and safety, healthcare in terms of safety administrators. So you don't necessarily, let's say, need a specific licensing or um, certificate um, credential. You could be a medical assistant. You could be training and instruction is another area, training and development, as well as environment, solar, and energy, environmental engineers, restoration planners, energy auditors. So we're optimistic, basically. We're, we're aware, yes, there are challenges in this pandemic and there are challenges the talent acquisition industry faces, like the skills gap that's brought in and the pandemic's impact on our mental health. So I think now, the more we can do is that both employers and employees and job seekers to really focusing on mental health in our careers as well as job search in terms of, you know, job-related anxiety, depression, headaches from too much screen time. You know, these are real things. So how can we hopefully navigate them better in the new year? And in follow the profit, we always encourage people to get side gigs too. And I heard you mention that. I think that's really important advice, especially if you're getting unemployment, right? It gives you an opportunity to, to stick your toes in something new. Right. And a plan B can become your plan A. You may stick your toes in something new and realize you really like it. And while you're there, show up on time, work really hard, connect, do impeccable work. And you may want to explore it further in terms of moving up the ladder or other opportunities within or leveraging those skills to a different role at another company. So I think there are options and something else that we could, something that we can take away from this pandemic that's on a positive note too, is working remotely. Companies are seeing that they can hire remotely. And so as they're doing that as a job seeker, you may realize, okay, I'm not necessarily limited to the zip code of where I am where I currently live or where I'm riding out the pandemic. Like I'm in Texas right now, I'm a little break from New York City. So think about where the job is, not necessarily, or where you are and where the job can be done, which may very well be your own home or where you're temporarily um, staying during the pandemic. Yeah, well you, Vicki and everyone else, I'm in Florida, you're in Texas. It's a wonderful new world where we can enjoy the sunshine amidst the winter find fulfillment in our careers and really reinvent ourselves. Like you're saying, Vicki, if you, if you are unemployed, if you know someone who's unemployed, it's prime time for reinvention, isn't it, Vicki? It is. And really think about those skills that you have valuable skill sets, most likely that companies are looking for right now. So think about, okay, how can I market myself really well into these jobs that can end up blossoming into a whole new career path? Well, Vicky, on that note, that was Vicky Salemi from Monster.com. Spokesperson, glamorous, and I'm sure just like me, you're missing old New York. 
I hope things get better and I'll see you back in Midtown, Vicky. Sounds good, David. Thanks so much. So thank you all for joining me as we follow the profit and especially a big thank you to Vicky Salemi. She's a career expert for Monster, a friend of mine and someone I really rely on in this field. She told us all the real world scoop about how to apply, interview and get a job. Plus what really goes on when you fill out a job application. As always, I'd like to thank my team, Emiliano Limon, Scott Handler, Cheyenne Reed, and our executive producers, Newt Gingrich and Debbie Myers. I'm your host, David Grasso. So if you're enjoying this show as much as I am, give us five stars and give us a review so that others can really learn what this show is all about. Follow the Prophet is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All opinions expressed by David Grasso and his guests on the show are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Gingrich 360 or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by David Grasso on this podcast, television, radio, internet, or other medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by David Grasso as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. David Grasso's opinions are based upon information he considers reliable, but neither Gingrich Productions nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. David Grasso, Gingrich Productions, its affiliates, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on this website. David Grasso's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of David Grasso's compensation from Gingrich Productions is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither David Grasso nor Gingrich 360 guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this website website or on the show. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show. Before acting on information on this website or on the show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. All opinions expressed by David Grasso and his guests on the show are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Gingrich 360 or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by David Grasso on this podcast, television, radio, internet, or other medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by David Grasso as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. David Grasso's opinions are based upon information he considers reliable, but neither Gingrich Productions nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. David Grasso, Gingrich Productions, its affiliates, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on this website. David Grasso's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of David Grasso's compensation from Gingrich Productions is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither David Grasso nor Gingrich 360 guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this website 
website or on the show. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show. Before acting on information on this website or on the show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.